Jesus' name we pray. Our Father in heaven, we want to appreciate you. We thank you right from January up to this time. We glorify you. Thank you for your presence in our life. We honor you. We adore you. We bless your holy name. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for what you are doing now. Lord, we glorify you for the remaining part of this year for what you are going to do. And thank you for what you are going to do for the next year and beyond. We worship you. We glorify you. As we go into your word, Lord, speak your word into our life yourself. In the mighty name of Jesus. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Let's be on our seat. Praise the Lord. I will start from where Brother Cloudy stopped. Actually, what I have here also is to pray on our prayer request. Because right from January, we have been told that uh, we have some list of prayer points. What you want God to do for you. I want to encourage you that you might be thinking that your prayer has not been answered. Or maybe out of ten lists, only one or two have been answered. I want to assure you that if God should answer the next prayer request on your list, even for one second, the joy will be much more. The joy will be much more than everyone that God has done. So, our God is God of time. He does what he likes in his own time, not in our own time. So, I'm assuring you, whatever be that prayer request, God will still answer you in Jesus' name. All you need to do is to keep asking him. Keep presenting it before him. Surely, he's going to answer you. There are three men walking on a high-rise building. Their office is on the high-rise building. This high-rise building is about 110 stories. And they walk at the 109 story. So one day, the lift was out of service. So that means they have to take the staircase up to the last floor. So they begin to look at it, begin to see what is going to happen. Then they agree among themselves that when we get to first floor, you will sing. When we get to the next floor, you will tell us a joke. Then the third person, they say, you will tell us a very sad story. Then it was very sad. He said, how can you ask me to tell a sad story? So when they notice that sadness in him, they say, even this, your appearance, is a story. Then he, he said that, he began to think, what kind of sad story I'm going to tell these people? Quietly, he went to the toilet and kneel down and pray. God, give me the kind of sad story I will tell these people that they will testify to your glory. So they begin they are they, they started from the floor, uh, from the ground floor so when they get to the first floor second floor third floor they are taking turn in turning in telling whatever assignment they've given themselves so but when they got to the to the 10 
uh, I, 106 story now. That's after about one and a half hours. They have been going up. Then the last man at the 107, he tells his last story. 108, he also tells his own, he sing, the first one sings his last song, then the next one tells his last joke. Then he made the person that will tell the sad story. Then he said, before I tell you the sad story, that let me open the door first, so that by the time I tell you, we have the testimony concerning this. Then he began to search his pocket. He's beginning to search everywhere. You know what? He forgot the key in the toilet in, on the ground floor. He said, I'm not going to tell you any other sad story. So they told him, what you have just told us is a story. After about one and a half hours, you are telling us you forgot the key in the toilet in the ground floor. So, brethren, know what you ask God. Our God don't understand joke. Don't joke with whatever you are requesting from God. Our God doesn't take joke. So, in your prayer request, there might be some things that you feel that, okay, let me just ask him. You have to be sincere whenever you ask God anything. I know we are very familiar to Matthew 7, 7. We know what it means. Ask and seek. And when you knock, the door will be open. That opportunity has been given to you and me right from the beginning of this year. You have been given the opportunity to ask, to seek, and to knock. Don't feel that the year is coming to an end. Don't feel that the year is coming to an end and you have not received answer. Our God is God that don't understand joke. In his own time, he will answer you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So that brings me to the topic of today. My topic is ask. A-S-K. Which means ask, seek, and knock. Brethren, I want to ask you, are you asking, are you seeking, or are you knocking? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This afternoon, I'm more confident that God is looking for people who will ask him. What am I saying? If you have not asked, maybe when we were told from January to have our prayer request, you take it as a joke. Now, this is another opportunity for you to write it down and present it before God. God can answer you, and when that, uh, that prayer is answered, I'm telling you, it might be mightier than the person God has been answering from January to this time. Amen. So, this afternoon, I'm more confident that God is looking for people who will seek Him. Are you seeking God? Are you asking anything from him? Are you seeking his opinion concerning what you are doing? This afternoon, Brendan, I'm more confident that God is still looking for people who will knock on that door of opportunity. Who will knock on the door of opportunity and he will open it in Jesus Christ for you to come in. Praise the Lord. 
So let's open our Bible to book of Matthew. We'll be reading from Matthew 7, from verse 7 to 12. Matthew. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and it shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asks, receive it, and he that seeketh, find it. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you, whom, if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Praise the Lord. I want you to go to back, uh, back to verse 8. It says, everyone who asks, everyone who asks what? When you ask, you receive. That's what verse 8 is saying. So if you have not asked right from the beginning of this year to this time, this is an opportunity for you to ask, to make that request. Take note of that verse very well. It's not just me. It's not just pastor. It's not just elders. It's not the praise and worship team, team only. The moment you ask, that's what verse is saying. Everyone that asks, I want to say something here. Everybody, someone, everyone, if you remember. Now, everyone. Are you not part of everyone? Yes. You are part of it. You need to ask. When you ask, the Bible is confirming that you will receive. Or maybe we just, we just not believe. God will give you when you ask. But the issue is that sometimes many of us prefer not to ask. Let's see what James says in 4.2. James. James 4.2. He tells us, you want something, but you don't get it. You kill and convert, but you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask. You will not receive, like verse 8 says, if you ask, you receive. You won't receive if you don't ask. Brethren, you know what I'm doing? Every day I'm updating my list. You have that opportunity now to update your list. Is there anything you have not included from the beginning? This is an opportunity for you to include it. So you can, you can keep updating your list. We need to come before the Lord and present our request. You need to ask, you need to seek, and you need to knock. It is very important at the time that we need something. You ask people that are close to you. You ask the closest person to you. Your children will not go to somebody. They will come to you and ask. Your spouse will not go to someone. He or she will come to you and ask. So, I, you need to understand that you need to present your case before God. You need to ask God. You need to seek the face of that God. Now, let's go into scripture and see people that have actually asked God. People that have actually talked to God and what happened. First Samuel, 
chapter 1, verse 11. First Samuel, chapter 1, verse 11. Then she made a vow and said, As she made a vow, that is Hannah. O Lord of hosts, the Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maid servant, if you will indeed, that is a request, okay? Go ahead, brother. Uh, on your maid servant and remember me and not forget your maid servant, but will give your maid servant a male child. Then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. You see, Hannah wanted a child more than anything else. This was her hard desire. He's not just making requests. He's not just asking. She gave specimen. A male child. She specified what she wants. Are you also specifying for God? Are you telling God that this is what I want? Or you just make it a, a, a general request. Or you want to put it on defense. Okay, if God can do it left or do it right. You have to be specific. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So Hannah has this hard desire. And she went to God and present that situation to God. I even dictate that God, this is what I want. She dictated that this is what I want. Is your hard desire so dear to you that you will go before the Lord and ask just like Hannah with passion because if you read that, you can see the passion in that request. Or do you just sit down? Or do you just pray without passion? And God will begin to doubt. Are you serious? The seriousness, God must see that in your request. That is Hannah. Let's look at King David. Throughout the span of his kingship, he was a man not only called on God, but he's a man who always asked God. He was a man who always disturbed God. He did not care. As far as God, as far as he, he needs something, he went before God and presented the case. First Samuel again, 23 verse 2. Therefore, David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go and attack these Philistines? And the Lord said to David, Go and attack the Philistines and save Keilah. Praise, yeah, praise the Lord. You see, David also went to God. Should I go and attack? He, is not look, he was not looking at the strength, his own strength, that, oh, these people have killed Goliath, I can do so many things. No. He still went before God and asked whether he should go. Verse 4, brother. Then David inquired of the Lord once again. Once again, again. And the Lord answered him and said, Arise, go down to Keilah, for I will deliver the Philistines into your hand. Praise the Lord. If David could go to God and ask, you and me can also go to him and ask. And if God has answered David, he will surely answer us. So what is that thing that is bothering you? That you cannot even speak out. Put it before God. Ask him. Seek God. Not that door of opportunity. And it shall be open for you in Jesus' name. Amen. In 2 Samuel 2.1. 2 
It says, after this, David asked the Lord, should I move back to one of the towns of Judah? Yes, the Lord replied. Then David asked, which town should I go? Should I go to? To Hebron, the Lord answered. You can see the conversation between David and God. You can as well have that. A brethren was talking to me last week after service. He told me, this is what God wants me to do. Even though the office wants him to stay. But he chose to leave because he heard from God. God can speak to you if you present your case before him. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah was a great man of God. He was also instructed to call. We used to say that um, he has the phone number of God. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremiah has the phone number of God. Jeremiah 33. 3. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things. That's God was telling Jeremiah to call on him that he will answer him. If I ask you to call me, you call me on phone. Praise the Lord. The Bible doesn't say it's phone. Please, don't. Uh... <laughs> so, call to him. You can call to God through your prayer. Jesus himself communicated with God on so many occasions. On so many occasions, he communicated with God. And he will ask certain things from God. You remember when Lazarus died? His sister Martha. Martha believed that whatever Jesus asked God, that God will answer him. That is Martha. He believed that. Let's look at uh, John eleven, twenty-one. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Yes. That if Jesus was there, the brother should, wouldn't have died. But because he was not there, and what did... Jesus, in, in verse 41, can you move to verse 41? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lay, lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. You see? Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. Verse 42. And I now... And I know that you, you always hear me, but because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. For the name of God to be glorified. Jesus Christ asked God, for these people that are standing by, God answered to me once again. Jesus knew he must talk to God. How much, much you and I. We should know that we should ask him. We should realize that we should table our request before him. We should seek him in every situation. We should seek God in our life. Let me tell you this. We will never obtain any major spiritual thing unless we become an asker of God. Elisha, ask for double portion of Elijah's mantle. You see, 200%. He was not even asked for 100%. He said 
You also make your request very big. When you are asking God, make it very big. It's never late. This year is year of prayer. You can still do that. Like I said earlier on, if God should answer you now, the celebration might be more than someone that has been celebrating from January. But all you need to do is to ask him. All you need to do is to seek him. All you need to do is to knock that door so that that door can be opened to you. Praise the Lord. So in 2 Kings 2, 9. And so it was when they crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask, what may I do for you? An opportunity was given here. Ask, what may I do for you? Before this, the same opportunity is being given to you now. Ask what you want God to do for you, not me. And Elisha said, Please, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. You see, Elisha carried himself big. He wanted double portion. And he got it. Because he asked. You also need to ask. If you want uh, 1,000%, put it before God. He will answer you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Maybe it shouldn't have happened if Elijah has not asked. You see, when Elijah asked him that, ask me what you want. He was not telling him to, to give the flock of the sheep or whatever. He said, the double portion of your mantle is what I want. Peter is another one that asked. He asked Jesus Christ, Lord, if you are the one, you are walking on the water, I want to walk. Matthew 14, 28. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. You see? And what happened? Jesus commanded him and he walked on the water. You also can ask. You can ask God. And he will surely answer you. There are a lot of people in the Bible during the intercession, you had it. People talk to God. People ask from God. It's only when you ask, like verse 8 says, that you can receive. It's only when you seek that you can find. Praise the Lord. So, even Apostle Paul, continually, he was asking God. He was asking God. Elijah himself, in 1 King, 1 King 18, we may not go into that, I will just summarize it. Elijah himself asked God for that fire to come down, and it came down. Even God himself, in 2 Chronicles 7, 14. 2 Chronicles 7, 14. Then if my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you tired of asking? No. No. <laughs> Don't be tired. This is a promise from God here. If my people who are called by my name we humble themselves as we had this morning. You need to take pride away. If you know your colleagues is someone that can help you in certain things, but because you feel too big, you don't want to ask. 
your problem will remain with you. It is when you speak out. You speak out. You are looking for a job. You don't want people to realize that you are about to lose your job. Then you remain in your shell. Brethren, I'm telling you, you are losing the opportunity. You need to knock of door of opportunity with anybody. When you speak to God, when you present your case before God, God will show you. God will direct you on who to ask. You will discover that what you are looking for at sea is already in your pocket. Because the person next to you might be the one that will actually solve that issue for you. But because of pride, you don't want to speak out. You, you, talk, you are thinking maybe people will mock you. Maybe people, maybe people will ridicule you. Brethren, the problem you say out is half solved. With human being alone, when a problem is with you, you are able to express that problem. That is half solved. Not to talk of when you present it before God. So the Bible is saying that when you humble yourself, don't think that it is your smartness that enables you to get answer to your prayer. No. It's not your smartness. Whatever sin, at times sin hinder our prayer as well. But God said, if you humble yourself and you turn away from the wicked way, he will answer your prayer. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Esther is another person. Esther asked with fasting and prayer. If I begin to mention people in the scripture that I've asked, we will go on and on. But let's go back to our test. That is Matthew 7, 7 to 12. I want you to look closely to verse 9 and 10. Verse 9 and 10. There are two words that stand out in these two verses. And those words, those words are if and ask. Matthew 7, 9 and 10, brother. Or what man is there of you, whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or, if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? Let not forget that what Jesus Christ is using here, as we have heard, is if. If is a two-letter word. But it can make difference. Whether you receive or you are not receiving. That two-letter word, if, it can make difference. For the fact that Jesus died for us on the cross... If you have not allowed him into your life, you will not take the benefit. That is the word if. If you are not allowing him to dwell in you, is suffering on the cross, you may not be part of it. So if that if word there is very, very important, it determines whether you receive or not. If you don't ask, you will not receive. Only when you ask that you receive. You see, if and ask. If is one. Ask is another one. You may get rid of the if. If you don't ask again, you see, if is still coming from my statement. So that if is very, very important. You need to ask. You need to express what you want before God. Praise the Lord. 
So, before you can receive Jesus Christ, that is if you allow him into your life. Take note of that if. So, reading through this scripture of ask, Matthew 7, 7, I'm talking about, that ask, it shall be given. Does it really mean that anything that we ask will be given unto us? No. So, whatever we seek, whatever door we open, God will give it to us. It is not like that. At times, we may want to open the door that is very dangerous. The danger sign might be there. You may not see it. You might be going there to knock it. That door will never get open. Because you serve a living God. Who see the end from the beginning? Praise the Lord. On this particular um, scripture, Matthew 7, 7, we've had a lot of messages concerning this. But most time when people give messages on this scripture, it's basically on prosperity messages. They say if you are a Christian and you are not living in a financial abundance and good health, then you are not living victorious Christian life. That all you need is to stand on the promises of God and claim your inheritance. That is true. And your inheritance which includes financial wealth and good health in this world. So, this is what people do preach with this verse. But it's not all about that alone. It's not all about that. If you seek, you also need to take step. You can pray, God will answer your prayer. We are praying sickness out of people. God will answer prayer. Not that God don't answer prayer. He answered. But again, you need to take step. If you require something, you need to take step. You can't be a lazy man or a lazy woman and begin to ask God, God provide this, God provide that. And you sit in your closet. It will never come. Our God is not God of partial. He doesn't love a lazy person. You need to take step. It is when you take the step of faith that your prayer will be answered. Praise the Lord. To understand this passage very well, that is Matthew 7, 7. I want us to look at it a little bit in a contest way. So this passage actually is dealing with God. It's dealing with asking God for things. In other words, it means prayer. That you need to pray. It's not just to ask him. I've asked you to have your prayer list. If you have that prayer list, maybe you have it in your your gadget, or you have written it in your uh, jotter, and you, you keep it in your bag. You don't even pray about it. You are not asking God. You have just drawn a schedule. You have just made a schedule, and there is no follow-up. I love Brother Amen. Last year, whenever he's giving testimony, he will bring out his... Uh... Sorry, Brother Amen, I mentioned your name. He will bring out his prayer request. In excellent men program, he'll be telling us this. I'll be answer. 
So I cultivated that culture. I buy that idea. My prayer request is always with me. Hallelujah. I pray over it. It's not just to ask. Your son or your, any of your children can ask you something. As a father, as a mother, sometimes you may not even remember that they've asked you. Persistence will push you to corner and say, oh, this boy, this girl, she's disturbing me. So the same way, when you make your request, when you make your list, what you want to ask God, continuously, you need to take step of prayer. So what this Bible is, what this verse is saying is about prayer. Not just about uh, ask God and you keep quiet. Praise the Lord. So our God, hear prayer. This year, a lot of Bible passages has talked about prayer. Messages we have heard from here. This year alone, there are a lot of uh, messages. And don't think that you have requested from God, you have asked God, answer is not coming. Your answer may not be now. And God understand. Pastor was here telling us that when you pray, answer may be silent, it might be no, it might be yes. Don't get angry. In his own time, he makes all things beautiful. That is God for you. Praise the Lord. So, but when we talk of asking, what exactly are we talking about? What should we ask? In Matthew 6, 9, 9 to 13, there we talk about the Lord's Prayer. So, Jesus told us exactly what to, what to ask for. What of things we should be praying for. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. And the congregation say, Amen. Amen. Jesus Christ has laid down for us what we should pray about. Because Matthew 7, 7 is about prayer. Now Jesus is confirming that. I want us to go up to verse 25 to 34 of that Matthew 6. And let's see what Jesus, what Jesus Christ was saying there. Do not worry. Say you should not worry. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Thank, thank you, brother. Let, let, let's, because of our time, you can read that um, verses. Jesus was telling us not to worry, not to be anxious. Don't let that your heart desire bother you. Don't let it create another thing in you. You should not be worried. Why I'm going to this verse is what I'm going to say next. Whenever we read Matthew 7, 7, there's a link between Matthew 7, 7 and Matthew 6, 33. 
Matthew 6, 33, brother. 6. Seek ye first his kingdom and its righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. All other things shall be added. Now, I want to ask you, when you made your prayer request this year, I'm not saying you should answer me, but answer within your mind. How many of us include in our prayer request that, Lord, I want to be with you in your kingdom when the time comes? And Bible is saying, seek first the kingdom of God. So, don't read that Matthew 7, 7 in isolation. That seek, you shall find. Jesus Christ has told us what to seek for first. Seek first the kingdom of God and all other things shall be added. Not just the kingdom, it's righteousness. No wonder in the, uh, the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hello be thy name. What God, what Jesus Christ was saying there is that he wants us to seek for the kingdom of God so that what is happening in heaven will be happening on earth here. Imagine the whole world is at peace. The whole world seek the kingdom of God. And what is happening in heaven is happening here. What do you think will be happening? Peace. We just pray for peace of this land. As we are, we are praying for the leader of this land, again we are praying for the peace of this land. So Jesus Christ, seek first the kingdom of God. He's not just to seek personal things only or seek material things. So when you see in Matthew 7, 7, seek, go to Matthew 6, 33. Realize what Jesus asked you to seek first. All other things we follow. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So what am I saying? We need to read in conjunction with Matthew 6 from 25 to 34 anytime we are trying to read Matthew 7, 7. We need to connect them together. Then, as Matthew 7, 7 is talking about ask, seeking, and knocking. So also, Matthew 6, 33 is saying, seek first primarily the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All other things shall be added. It is always better to read this together like I said. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go back to Matthew 7, 9. It says, which of you, if, if has come again, his son, ask him for bread, we give him a stone. Or if ask for a fish, he will give him a serpent. Now, if you read further to verse, brother from verse 10, now read for me. Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? Yeah, verse 11. If he then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children. Now, Jesus Christ is saying, if you, that is evil. Why? Why is Jesus Christ trying to say that we are evil? Because of our sins. That is why Jesus Christ is trying to say, if you, you that are evil can give things to your bread. How much more of your father? So, Jesus is comparing God to human father. I will use the word parent now. He's comparing to human parent. Every parent, no matter how bad or wicked they are, 
they will always feed their children. Am I correct? No matter how wicked a father is, no matter how wicked a mother is, they will still feed their parent. That is why Jesus Christ said, if you being evil, how much more? Is there any parent among us here that if your child asks you for bread, you will give him a stone to, to try? No? No parent will do that. You prefer not to even eat and give them whatever is available. Or is there any of you that uh, if, if you go to Lulu, your child asks you for, for maybe chocolate and you want to buy a snake toy? Is there anyone that will do that? No. That means you love your children. The same thing our God. He loves us. Amen. All we need to do is to present your case before him. So if every bad parent still feed their kids, Jesus is saying that our Father in heaven, who is not bad, who is good, Amen. we answer our prayer. Hallelujah. He will feed us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Our God is perfect. He's a goodness God. He's a holy God. And God that loves us. He will never substitute bread with stone for us. He will never do that. So when you ask for bread, he knows what is right for you. He will never give you snake instead of fish. Praise the Lord. I'm sure all of us here, you have wonderful parents. I'm sure of that. My parents were so wonderful that they made a lot of sacrifice for me. I want you to look back. Think back when you are young. See how your father used to put you on the shoulder. That's what my father used to do. Take me on the shoulder and sing for me. And tell us the story by, we call it by moon night. When this moon is, on, is up, he call all of us and begin to tell us story. That is what father can do. You also, as a good parent, I'm sure you are doing that for your children because your parent has done that for you. So when you ask God, who is our parent, he will do much more than that for us. Praise the Lord. So, brethren, what I'm saying, if you have been blessed with good parents, can you clap for them wherever they be? (laughs) Hallelujah. And I'm sure your children also will appreciate you in Jesus' name. So many of us, we have good experience of what good parent is. I I like the Indian brethren. In in my office, if any of the child gets sick and they call them, you will think that they also get sick. They won't be able to do anything. Then I begin to ask, but your wife is at home. She won't be able to do anything. Then you have to say, okay, go, go, go. Don't worry. That is how lovely parents are. We all have the experience. You enjoy with your parent. Please do allow your children to enjoy it. Hallelujah. So no matter how bad you are. Okay, let's turn it around. Suppose your child asks you for bad thing. Will you give? You will not give. Sometimes our requests are also like that. Before God. You may be asking for something you feel is good. But God will see that this thing, if I should answer it, 
is not good. I give you an example. Someone is asking God for a car. Is car not good? He's very good to move around. But God sees the end from the beginning. God knows that if I should give this car to this man, he might have an accident and die. He will never answer that prayer. Even if you save your money, save, 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 up to where you can afford 20% as required by the law of the land here. You take the money to the buyer. If God don't give approval, it will not come. Praise the Lord. So sometimes, when we look at it from the other side, if you ask for something, if it's bad, if God sees that this will not help you, he will not approve it. It's not that God is not answering prayer. Twins may be asking for the same thing. God can do it for the other one, and the other one may not do it. Not that God is wicked. It's not that he's partial. He knows why. So, brethren, that's your prayer list. Don't think that God is not looking into it. All you need to do is persistently ask him. And I, I'm sure that the Heavenly Father will do it for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew 7, 7. Ask, seek, and knock. It's a very popular uh, verse. So, like I said, if the child actually asks for stone or snake, you will never give. No good parent. Even bad parents will not give. Bad parents also will not give. No matter how wicked you are. Or your child is asking for bread, you are giving scorpion. No, they will not. So, good thing is what God always gives for us. Good things. When you ask for certain things, if you have not received answer to it, that means the time is not as ripe for you to get it. That means that is not the time for you to get, uh, to get that particular things that you, you know. Our Heavenly Father knows the right time to grant you your request. He knows. So don't be disturbed. In your office, you are requesting for something it has not come. In his own time, God will make it beautiful. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our God is very wise. He knows what we need. He will only refuse to hear us when we ask for bad things. Even when you seek for bad things, God will refuse you. When you knock the wrong door, God will not get it open for you. Because he knows there is danger behind that door. Hallelujah. So, what am I saying here is that your prayer request that you have made from January up to this time, you have not received answer. I'm not saying that they are bad, but our God is God of time. And he, he group everything according to his own way. So he will surely ask you, in, he will surely give you in Jesus' name. Amen. So our God will only be good to give good gifts. Whenever it happens, you pray and it happens. Know that it is good. You can go for an interview. 
you may score whatever is required. But if that environment is not good for you, or something better is coming, that job may still not click. Praise the Lord. So, we have talked about Matthew 7-7. Brethren, we continue to talk about this. So, like I said, sometimes what we think is good may not be good. In, in the Lord's Prayer, He tells us what to pray for, like I said earlier. He tells us what to ask for, what to seek for, what to knock for. As I told you, also you always like, you must link Matthew 6, 33 whenever you are reading Matthew 7, 7. Praise the Lord. Because when you seek that kingdom, that is the glorious home we are all dreaming about. We are dreaming about it. That at the last day, we will reign with him. What is the profit of gaining the old world and lose the kingdom of God? So, if your prayer has not been answered, God is still there. He will surely answer you in Jesus' name. So, Jesus wants us to pray that whatever is happening in heaven should also happen on this earth. That is the essence of what Jesus Christ wants to do. That's why he gave us our Father who art in heaven. Hello be thy name. Praise the Lord. He also talked about, in, in the last prayer, Jesus Christ also talked about uh, forgiveness of sin. Because, like we read in, the, in that, uh, our scripture, if you that are evil, I told you, we are evil because of our sin. So that is why Jesus is telling us that we should also ask for forgiveness of sin. That we see in the Lord's prayer. So, brethren, Whenever you are praying for your, for your prayer request, always remember that we, you have to ask for forgiveness of sin. And with this, whatever sin that is hindering your prayer, that God will wipe them away and uh, he will give you answer to your prayer. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, in Matthew 6, 11. Matthew 6, 11. Brother, I want you to read one again. Matthew 6, 11. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Okay. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Praise the Lord. Now, I told you, we are evil because of our sin. Even when you, when, when you ask God for forgiveness, there is need for you also to forgive others. There is that need for you to forgive others. So that is very important. Because if you don't forgive others, your prayer can still be hindered. It's very, very important and very vital that when you are asking for forgiveness of sin, have it in mind that you need to forgive others. 
So, and even when you are praying, the, the, if you read that uh, Matthew 6, say, give us our daily bread. Don't ask for your own daily bread only. So, what am I saying is that when you ask, don't ask for yourself only. Ask for others. Ask for others. Don't be selfish. So, we should pray and ask for others. For, for others as well. Don't allow your prayer request to be for you only. If you know that your neighbor is having one deficiency or the other, pray for him as well. Someone can call you, Brendan, this is how my job is, in your closet. Pray for him. Even include that in your prayer request. I will, I will tell you one thing. Last year, earlier this year, I included pastor's uh, visa in my prayer request. And we pray over it. Because I'm privileged to know what is going on. I included it. What we were thinking is going to be more than six months. Within the space of time. The testimony was shared by pastor himself here. So when you know the problem of your brethren. Ask on his behalf. Because when that prayer is answered. It's a good testimony for you. Ask and seek for your neighbor as well. Praise the Lord. So, brethren, I will bring it to close now. One other thing that we need to ask for is Holy Spirit. We need Holy Spirit to direct us. I want us to go to the book of Luke 11. Luke 11, verse 13. If you then... If again has come. If. Okay? If you then be evil... Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now, Holy Spirit is not limited to the men of God. The same story, is, that is how it's being recorded in the book of Luke. If you then that are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to you? So we need to ask for Holy Spirit. Like I, like I said that we might ask. We might not ask at the right time. We might not ask for the right thing. What we are thinking is good. May not be so that good in the presence of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And ask, it shall be given. If I ask for Aaron plane now. I'm asking God to give me a wrong plane. Do you think God will give me? Yes, he can give me. But God will not give something that will put you in trouble. If I buy a plane today, number one, I will be exposed to the old man first. That brother is now having an plane. When you are going, people will begin to point to you. God will not give you something that will expose you to danger. Apart from that, the next thing the police or ROP will come, how did you acquire this money? Can you say it's God that has given you that? Brethren, God can give you that beautiful car. I'm not limiting God. I'm not limiting him. So, if you ask for something, you're asking for it. If God discover that this thing will give you trouble or will expose you to danger, God will never give you. 
So, you need Holy Spirit to guide you, to direct you, so that you will ask for exactly what God wants for you. When you ask, you need to take step. And the step is for you to pray about whatever you are asking for. Your child cannot just come to you and say, Daddy, I need my school fees. And he, he moves away. He will present it, Daddy, they've started asking for the school fees. He may not have that kind of passion to plead, but at the same time, he is not going to ask you and just walk away because he knows that this is what you have been doing. He will appreciate it. He will present it in a way that you as a parent, you will say, okay, I will look for the money and give it to you. The same way, you don't just throw your prayer request to God. You don't just throw it to him. You don't just ask him. You don't just seek his face on surface. Or you don't just knock the door and do this way. No. You have to humble yourself before God. Praise the Lord. So let us boldly ask for those things that we deserve in prayer. Don't think that you have your list and you have put before God. God understands. God knows. He knows. But you need to press further. Praise the Lord. So we need to regularly ask him to meet our need. We need to regularly seek out his will for our life through the help of Holy Spirit. We need to persistently and repeatedly knocking at that door over and over again. I encourage each of you to listen to what Jesus was teaching in Matthew 7, 7 to 12. That sermon was given on the, mount, on the mountain. I encourage you to read that story from the beginning. Don't just go to 7-7 and ask, it shall be given. Yes, it will be given, but there are some other conditions. Terms and conditions apply. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Make prayer a focal point of every of your requests every day. Pray continually, seeking the face of God in all things that you do. Remember, he answer may not be what you want, but I want to tell you, ask, suggest that you need to have this intensified prayer. Don't just pray anyhow. You need to have that kind of prayer. So now, in, in, in closing, asking means there are something that need, that the need is clear. That you must ask. Asking means there's something that the need is clear. You must ask for it. Seeking is a deeper level of prayer that is more than just asking. When you seek, it's more deeper than just ask. Something we may doubt or be in darkness that is not clear to us. All we need to do is to seek God. To seek God's direction. And God will answer us. And the knocking, the knocking is seeking the entrance or desiring to fellowship. So brethren, I thank God for this message. I believe you now know that it's not just to ask. 
It's not just to seek. It's not just to knock. You need to ask, seek, and knock the right door. You need to seek the kingdom of God and all other things shall be added. Praise the Lord. Shall we stand as we bring the service to a close? Now, if you agree wholeheartedly, you have no shadow of doubt. You completely agree that our God is a God of His perfect timing. If you agree that our God is a God of His perfect timing, give a clap offering to the Lord. Praise God. And that is your acknowledgement that you agree that His timing is the best timing. It's not about my timing. It's not about your timing. It's not about timing that we think is right, but it's His timing. But there is one question that God keeps asking us all the time. And will you turn with me to Mark chapter 10, verse 5. And we won't read the whole verse. We'll just take the words of Jesus from that verse. Sorry, Mark chapter, chapter 10, verse 51. Mark 10, verse 51. What do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? It's Mark 10, 51, brother. What do you want me to do for you? This is a question that Jesus asked the blind man. This is a question Jesus asks you and me all the time. Because our God is a prayer-answering God. So let's be careful that we understand what prayer is all about. Think about it yourself. Now it's time for you to look to yourself. What is your prayer life like? Don't look at the person next to you, it doesn't matter. Think of yourself. What is your prayer life like? Are you specific? The blind man said he wanted his sight back. Are you specific? Are we spiritually blind that we need to get our sight back? Maybe that's what we need. Are you specific in what you are asking God for? Have you humbled yourself before God? Or are you saying that you are better than your brother next to you, and therefore you deserve bigger than your, bet your brother. 
humble yourself. Do we need to humble ourselves? Do so right now. Are you praying to a God you know personally? Or are you praying to a God you hear about every Friday? Is this prayer that you are raising, is it to a God you know personally? Take a moment now to pray for your innermost desires to the Lord. Church, be, you can be loud about this. You can be soft about it. It's either way, it doesn't matter. But whatever is your innermost prayer, something that you want God to answer, and you know only God can answer that, take it to Him. Take it to Him right now. But there's one more verse I want to read for you, and that is Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. What reward, what answer are you looking for from God today? The key is, do you believe? Where is your faith? Talk to God right now. It's your time. This, we heard for, for just about 40, 45 minutes a message on prayer. We cannot conclude it without praying to God. Talk to God. Two minutes. In Jesus' name we pray. Take a moment now to thank God for the answers that are on the way. Thank God. You have just prayed. If you have prayed, thank God for the answers. Take a moment to thank God. Let's be a people with an attitude of gratitude. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you have once again, Lord, revealed to us your heart, Lord. Father, time and again, the question you ask us is, what do you want me to do for you? And Father God, so very often, we have not trusted you enough, Lord. We have asked, but have not sought your face, Lord. Father, forgive us, Lord, for the pride that is in us, assuming that we are better than the next person. Father, forgive us, Lord, for we, for, for we do not forgive others, Lord, Father. Father, forgive us, Lord, for we ask amiss so very often. Father, we thank you, Lord, 
that you have reminded us once again that you are a God who answers prayers. All we need to do is ask and to seek and to knock and you are there. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that you have reminded us again, even as we draw to the close of 2017, Lord Father. You have reminded us, Lord, that we are just a prayer away from the answer to our problem, Lord. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for the word that you have given to us this day, Lord. And we pray, Lord, that every one of us in this auditorium this day will catch that essence, Lord Father. Learn to trust you completely, Lord. Surrender our lives into your hands, Lord Father. And just seek your face in every situation, Lord Father. But Lord, help us to live right lives, righteous lives, holy lives, lives that please you, Lord Father. Father God, I pray, Lord, where we need to be disciplined, discipline us, Lord Father. Where we need to be corrected, correct us, Lord Father. Where we need to be changed, change us, Lord Father. Because we do not want to miss out on you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your servant whom you used this day, Lord Father. Father God, we pray, Lord, that more of your grace will be poured out upon him. Your anointing upon him, Lord Father. That he will bring us greater truth the next time he comes here, Lord Father. Father, we ask, Lord, that your blessings be poured out upon him and his family, Lord Father that they shall continue to serve you in this place and elsewhere, Lord. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for every one of us gathered here, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that what you have spoken to us today will truly sear its way into our hearts, Lord Father. All glory be unto you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.